0: praise God. I want you to clap your hands into the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now you did it because I asked, why don't we just clap our hands into the Lord? Hallelujah. God. Amen. Amen. How many love the Lord tonight? Uh, how many really love the Lord tonight? How many really, really love the Lord tonight? Oh, that's getting better. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in love with Jesus, praise God, praise God. We ought to be used to something different, have someone different up here and it's, it's like we get spooked, <laughs> same God, same Holy Ghost, same blood, same name, same ministry, oh hallelujah praise God. Well, Acts chapter 1. Have your Bibles. Acts chapter 1, verse number 7, verse number 8. You can make your way to your city. You can remain standing. Acts chapter 1, verse number 7 and verse number 8. I want to give honor to Bishop and Mother Wright. Amen executive, senior, elder, pastor, (laughs) little bishop. (laughs) David Wright, all the other Wrights, Elder Joel Wright, executive, everybody up here. And I give honor to this wonderful and great church. Amen. Praise God. Most importantly, we give honor to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one that loved us, died for us. Amen. Praise God. Acts chapter 1, verse number 7 and verse number 8. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father have committed or the Father have put into his own power. It's not our business to know when God is going to do something. We just need to be ready for it. Verse number eight, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You can be seated. Praise God. Amen. What a wonderful, uh, proclamation, uh, that was given here, uh, by our Lord, and we find in uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, we're all familiar as apostolics, that the beginning of what Jesus Christ spoke uh, in chapter 1 uh, came to fruition, at least the beginning stages in Acts chapter 2, where there was 120 people approximately that were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and endued with power. Amen. And by the end of the day, there were 3,000 people that were added in Jerusalem. Amen. So at the conclusion of chapter number two, uh, the church, uh, was able to get care ministry started from what my, my point of view. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and, uh, fellowship and, uh, sharing meals and in prayer. And they began to also incorporate Sacrificial giving. And the Bible says that they, they thrived on unity and commonality. The result was the Lord added to the church daily as such as would be saved. When there was sacrificial giving, unity, care ministry, God added to the church daily. Amen. But, there's always a clause. It was only limited to Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5, we find the miraculous being manifested in the church and signs and wonders followed the apostles and their word. What was stated in uh, Acts chapter 5 and verse number 14 that when they began to do this, when they begin to participate in the miraculous, when they begin to get out of themselves and allow God to flow through them, the signs and wonders follow the word. The Scripture says believers were the more added to the Lord. We here at Antioch we have we have all that. By the end of chapter number five, according to Acts five and forty-two. The focus of the early church was centered around Bible study and evangelism. The scripture says that they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. That was the theme in chapter 5. This resulted in something wonderful in chapter number 6. The scripture says the number of the disciples was multiplied in those days. They were added... The more at it, now they begin to multiply, Amen, but it was only in Jerusalem. Six verses later, we find that the apostles began to commit themselves to continual prayer and the ministry of the word, and they told everyone they this church that we 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 we, we need to Appoint other people over very important responsibilities, but we need to give ourselves to prayer. So prayer was instituted now at that moment, even though they had prayer in Acts chapter 2 verse number 42, they went into another dimension of prayer. It wasn't just praying occasionally. They understood that the only way that what God promised was going to happen and be manifested was they had to come into not just a season of prayer, but a culture of prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. This ministry of the word in Acts chapter six, verse number four, led to what the Bible says, the word being increased and the number of disciples. Greatly multiplying, but it was limited to Jerusalem. And so we find in uh, chapter 6 and verse number 7, the word increased and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. The continual prayer stirred up things, including some things that were unexpected and unanticipated. While the ministry of the word caused a greatly multiplying of the disciples, something else triggered something that was unseen and hidden with, under the seams. The continual prayer began to stir up things in the spirit. It began to stir up things in the church. Men of God, the the, the deacons as we we, we call them, they were beginning to move into realms and dimension that was unprecedented for those people being used at that particular time. And so what was transpiring was God was shaking the foundation of the church. Oh, hallelujah. While the church was being unsettled, God was staring up something altogether different. Out of nowhere, so it seems, a man named Saul rose to the scene and on the forefront. You had heard nothing about Saul up until this point. But Saul was instrumental of God, used of God to fulfill what was spoken in Acts chapter 1 verse number 7 and verse number 8. Up to this point, they were full of the Holy Ghost. They were full of power. They had operated in the dimension that God had spoken in Jerusalem. But God needed something more to happen for his will and purpose to be done. We cannot settle here at Antioch for what we had. God desires for us to go a little further. And then a little further. And then a little further. Oh, hallelujah. We can't remain in our comfort zone. Praise God. When Saul stepped on the scene, the church was wondering what in the world is going on. Hey, maybe this is the end of it all. Why is there confusion? The church began to spread and to begin to scatter. Oh, hallelujah. The church began to disperse into other regions and other lands. No one saw Saul coming. The word Saul means acts for. In the Old Testament we find that the Old Testament church, if you will, the nation of Israel began to pray and to begin to complain, unfortunately, And they began to ask God for a king. God sent them a king. His name was Saul. Asked for. This is what you asked for. God told him, if you want this, he's going to take away your children, take away your lands, take away this and that, and that's what you asked for. The church did not see what was coming. They were asking for a revival. They were asking for a move of God. They were asking for God to do what he promised in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 7 and verse number 8. Saul was the answer. Hallelujah. It was Saul that caused the church to be scattered. It was Saul that caused the church to become fearful. It was Saul that caused the church to, to uh, lose their brothers and their sisters to foreign lands, distant places. Can I say here at Antioch, we have been praying for revival. We have been asking for a harvest, but we didn't know how it was going to come. Now that the vehicle and the instrument God desires to use here cause us to scatter, we become fearful and afraid and concerned. It would seem as though the church is in havoc. The church is not going. Antioch, the apostolic church is not going down. I believe we're in the will of God. You may not believe so. Saul caused havoc. He caused some unsettledness in the church. It seemed as though the church was being scattered. It seemed. It seems. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what it appeared to be. But it was still one church. It was God's church. The hand of God was on what was transpiring. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a coincidence. Oh, hallelujah. The scattering was deity designed. And so you had this uproar. You had some people that were fearful of what was going on. All of Jerusalem were afraid. Oh, the church is coming apart. I'm not going to be able to see my brothers and my sisters anymore. What in the world is going on? i tell you what's going on. It's what we pray for. It's what we ask for. It's God's business how the vehicle comes. Oh, hallelujah. We want revival. We want harvest. Oh, hallelujah. But we only want it here in Jerusalem. We want it our way. You see, the apostles did not want to get outside of Jerusalem. The mother church. Oh, hallelujah. Didn't want to get out of the mother church. And it seemed as though, as though the mother church was being, how would we say, decreased. That was no decrease, it was only increase. The scattering caused an increase. Check the book, check the numbers. I said check the book and check the numbers. Oh. Just give me a few more moments. And so what seemed to be having? Chaos, confusion, a lack of caring on God's part was actually the vehicle that will fulfill the promise. And so Saul, the vehicle, the instrument. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9, came to Jerusalem. The scripture says he was a saved to join himself with the disciples. But they were afraid of Saul. They were afraid of the vehicle. They were afraid of the instrument that God had designed and purposed. Hello? Antioch, I'm talking to you. While those that were dispersed and scattered were seeing revival and harvest, and there was excitement, there was concern at the mother church. And so when Saul came back to the mother church, the Bible says that they were afraid of him. They did not join themselves to him. And then the scripture goes on to say once they understood that he was for them and not against them. It was all part of God's plan. And verse number 24, the Bible says he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. He was coming in. And going out with them at the mother church. And then the scripture says this in verse number 31. Then had the churches. It was still one church. Plurality in God doesn't mean he's. Elohim is plural, but he's one. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, he's one. We may be in three different places and maybe 14 different places on Sunday mornings, but we're one. The Bible says, and I'm about to close, when the church... At Jerusalem began to embrace Paul then had the churches rest and that word rest means peace and to be at one when they embrace what God used as an instrument to disperse the church the dispersment caused revival the dispersment scattered throughout Samaria and Judea and into the uttermost parts of the earth. Don't be afraid of the disbursement. It's the vehicle of God. Oh, hallelujah. We believe in worldwide revival. We find a little later... Oh, I like that. We find a little later, if you don't, if you permit me, I I would like to pray. I would like to pray. I'm I'm finished preaching. I want to pray. We want to pray. We need the mother church to have peace and rest. We're not going to be what we need to be. We need. Oh, we need the mother church. I, I can't survive without the mother church. Hello. The mother church needs to stay in the mother church. We need it right. Uh, we need it thriving. We need peace in the mother church. The Bible says in chapter 16 that the church is established in faith. They increase daily in number, and we found out in chapter 17 that the world was turned upside down because of this. And so, this is what I would like to do. We've been praying. I know we had the ordaining service and and everything, ordination service and everything else. But I would like for everybody that's a part of one of the congregations and other daughter works. I would like to pray for the mother church. Because while we are excited. I'm sure there's excitement. I can imagine those who are at the mother church begin to look around to see who's not here. Let's just be honest with it. Can we just be honest? And there is some uncertainty. There is a sense of loss. And we can't have that here in the mother church. And I don't believe we're going to go any further until this is secure. So if you will permit me, Everybody who's not a part of the mother church. Not, not, N-O-T. Not a part of the mother mother church. Those who are not a part of the mother church, please sit down. Those who are a part of the mother church, stand up. Well, I should, let me me rephrase it. If you're here on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings, is that clear enough? Wow, there's a lot of people still standing up. Now, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I would like to pray. And I'm going to turn this microphone over. But I want to pray for the pastor and everybody that's a part of the morning service here in Arnold and on Sunday evenings. Amen. So.